I'm going to resist the urge to sing over the Queen of Sheba like I do every week. Can I do it? Can I resist? Yes, I can. I'm being so well controlled today. So well controlled. It's so rare. Good evening, dear listener. How the devil are you? It must be Thursday night because here I am sitting in the studio looking at the lovely Gavin. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the last two hours of your cowboy show, which of course uh, everyone really enjoys. One of many that Gavin does throughout the week. Anyway, should we crack on? Should we, should we, should we do this? Should we, should we let, should we let the bloke save the girl? I like it when the girl saves the bloke myself, but, uh, let's play this one. Ruslan and Ludmilla.
Whoa, that sounds like the adventure it is, don't you think? The overture to La Ruslan and La Miller and, of course, the guy rescues the girl. And there's plenty of stories like that, isn't there? And there's, there's, there is one where the girl rescues the girl. I think it's Mulan. I remember seeing that when my boys were quite young and we used to go to the cinema. And, uh, and I thought, oh, yes. <laughs> no Cinderella syndrome there, Mulan. She pretends to be a bloke, doesn't she? And she does all sorts of amazing things. And she, and she gets the bloke as well. Just marvellous. So, um, yeah, the Moscow RTV Symphony Orchestra with, what a great name this is, Klaus Peter. Two names together, Klaus Peter Hahn. What a lovely name. I only got one name, you know. I was one of five children and all of my siblings got two names and I only got one. So, Denise, what's your problem? Chip on my shoulder? I think so. So, <laughs> I just think, did I do something wrong? Was it, was it a difficult birth? <laughs> I mean, you can't even say, well, my mum ran out of names because I was the fifth because I was only the second one in. <laughs> serious lack of imagination that's all i think it was quite a difficult birth actually to be honest it was what they would call a precipitate birth it's like oh i think i'm in labor oh the baby's here <laughs> i think it was one of those oh dear dear my poor mother went into shock apparently and who can blame her people see me now and still go into shock you can't blame them for that either <laughs> Oh, I've had a bit of a day, which is why I'm sort of motoring around this evening and sort of being a bit loud. Not that I'm very quiet generally, but uh, I, I do like to keep it loud at the beginning of the show. It keeps me lively for a start. It sets me up for the next two hours. And for the next two hours, we've got some great music for you. I've got, I've got something from the movies. I generally do, don't I? What else have I got? I've got our Holy Trinity. That's Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. I've got something else in the movies. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's quite nice. Got a bit of guitar music. I'm just, yeah, you're going to have to stay all the way through. You can stay all the way through for the whole two hours. <laughs> oh, we're going to the ballet as well at some point. Oh, it's all packed in here this evening. So pin your ears back and uh, get on with it. So well, I'll get, I know what you're thinking. I'll get on with it. Before I do get on with it, then you need to know that you can text me 07565 825041 or email me studio at uk. I'd be delighted to hear from you. And it might even shut me up for a minute. <laughs> Now, the boss isn't here. Shh. Okay, this is between you and me. Don't tell anyone, okay? Because, um, you know, we are on the last day of August and tomorrow is the first day of autumn. And for a lot of people, it's like, oh, the nights are drawing it. Don't worry about it because um, that means Christmas is coming. Sorry, I'm already all over it. And um, I thought, I'm going to sneak this in because unless you really know, oh, yeah, you do know, of course, joy to the world. I'll, I know it's Christmas, but it isn't really because it's brass. So it's going to sound, well, it's what it is.
unless you knew. Well, of course you know it's Christmas. Well, it's not really Christmas. It's part of Handel's Messiah, you know. And we'd like to know that we are singing that. Not this Christmas, unfortunately, because, I mean, you know, it should really be done at Christmas. We're actually doing it next April. How do I know that? When I say we, I mean Sidmouth Choral Society. And um, we are doing Handel's Messiah next uh, April. But this this coming Christmas, we've got a fantastic programme of music. You'll start to see things going up. Go and have a look at our website, Sidmouth Choral Society. We've got our Facebook page. So you can follow us to see what we're getting up to. There's all sorts. So, yeah, um, we've got some lovely music, lovely, wonderful Christmas music lined up for you this year. And uh, I should be banging on about it. <laughs> I suppose we've got lots to talk about it in, in August, but uh, it's nearly September. Alexander Schreiner there was conducting the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square and the Phil- Philadelphia Brass Orchestra and Percussion was doing all that lovely music in the background. So I can sort of get away with that one, sort of, but don't tell the boss. So, um, what else? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when you were when you were younger? And if you tell kids this today, they won't believe you. Disney. So, do you remember that um, back in the day, if you were a family, a working class family of five kids, which uh, I, I came from, we didn't. I never ever saw a full Disney film until I was twenty one, and I took my then nephew to go and see Bambi. Oh no, not Bambi. Um, Snow White. Yeah, Snow White. Cried my eyes out when she died and all the little birds were at the window and everything. Sobbed my eyes out. Anyway, so yeah, I went to see Snow White with my then young uh, nephew. And, um, but up until that point, never seen a whole Disney movie. So, um, because when you, as I say, working class, class family, five small children, it would have cost a lot of money to get those little bottoms on seats with popcorn and ice cream and everything. So that just didn't happen, which is fine because lots of families, I'm not saying it was awful, it was just what it was. But every bank holiday, the BBC would do that Disney challenge. Remember that? And they would do uh, little clips out of various ones. You had the, 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 the lady in the trap with, you always got them eating the spaghetti, didn't you? You always got that one. And then you had, um, the Aristocats where they had, the, they were playing the piano and it was bouncing down through the, 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 the stories of the house. That was always a good one, wasn't it? Anyway, this is a, this is a really good one. And this, this particular, film did have an awful lot of classical music in it and I bet everyone sitting there watching it at home had no idea anyway we're going to play the sources an excerpt from the sources apprentice it is quite a long piece of music but we're going to have a go with this one now and of course it is poor old Mickey getting himself in a right two and eight Thank you. 
Wow. It was a big finish there. There's the big finish. I would to put a note on there. Don't don't crash the final chord, Denise. <laughs> I thought it was after this 12 seconds to go, though. Why has it done that? And then I thought it had gone, and then it hadn't. Sorry about that. But anyway, you know how it finishes. Mickey Mouse gets it all sorted out in the end. So, um, so interesting, that, isn't it? Because that particular film, made many, many years ago, introduced um, a whole load of kids to classical music. And I'm always, I'm always banging on about it, aren't I? People don't, people say they don't like classical music, but they hear it all the time. And that would have been one such place because I never knew for a minute that that was a piece of music by Paul Ducasse. And that's interesting that Paul Ducasse, because he, um, when he died, just before he died, he just basically got rid of most of his music. He'd, he'd written a huge body of work and just burnt the lot. And there were very few pieces that survived, but we are glad. And so was Mickey Mouse glad that that one survived. But Disney, they've got a whole channel now, haven't they, and everything. <laughs> Not that I watch a lot of telly, but I believe they have one. Anyway, um, going back to kids and classical music. Um, and last week I played, um, I played Peter and the Wolf, didn't I? That one minute entrance the the, the the very first uh piece of music from peter and the wolf da, 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 da. you know the one yeah that's one and um and i sort of waxed lyrical about how that piece of music was uh introduced to us when i was a very small child in um in primary school by mrs pinkman or mrs cunningham depending on whether she was married or not at the time and i did say that um it reminded me it put me in mind of um the uh the wonderful piece of music that benjamin britain did the young person's guide to the orchestra so i thought to myself Do you know what let's have a bit of that
I've got to be careful there because that one also said it had 10 minutes, 10 seconds left to go. And oh, this is still there. Now go away, go away. There's a little something there and it's gone. I don't know. I'm having all sorts of tech troubles today. <laughs> oh, dearie me, dearie, dearie me. That was Leonard Bernstein conducting the New York Phil and um, Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra. So lovely. I didn't mention that was Maris Janssen's conducting the Oslo Philharmonic on our last piece of music, which was the uh, Paul Dugat, the um, Love Sorcerer's Apprentice. My apologies to them. Now we've got our first Holy Trinity member. Now, we don't normally see Bach this end of the show. He's normally down the back end, isn't he, with his, or halfway through with his Brandenburg concerto or with his... Uh, other stuff here on a G string at the end, but we've got him front and centre tonight, and this is interesting. And uh, this falls, this falls into, and this has been happening to me quite a lot recently. This falls into the, I can't believe I haven't played that yet. <laughs> Nearly six years doing the show, and I cannot believe that I have not played it. It is not on my playlist. It has not been on because I've, I've got a list of everything I have ever played and the dates that I played it to make sure that I don't bore my darling listener. If I do bore you, let me know, and I'll change something out. But this is one. Can't believe I haven't played it. And there's no excuse, actually, because I've actually sung this piece of work. <laughs> I will give myself um, I will give myself a break because it was some 30 odd years ago that I did sing it in my youth. Uh, it is Bach's Mass in B minor, of course. And we've got the rousing Hosanna.
Oh, it's just great, isn't it? The Monteverde Choir there, backed up by the English Baroque soloists. So was it the way around? What the yeah, the English Baroque soloists, yeah, they are the people that are doing the music. So John Elliot Gardner was conducting. Now, there's a man who's just had a little bit of a moment, isn't it? It's very sad, actually. He's had, uh, I think he must have been overworking. He's, he's had a bit of a moment. I don't know if you've seen in the press. He's behaved quite badly, but... Uh, I just hope it's a small aberration, and I hope he gets past it, because he is, he is such a, a, an amazing uh, composer, conductor, musician, all-round super-duper hero, but uh, obviously not very well at the minute. But Bach's Mass in B minor, and um, I must see if I can get our musical director to squeeze that mass in at some point soon, because I wouldn't mind singing it again, given it's been 30 years since the last time I did it. What else have we got? Uh, don't I have, did I just say, I have to say that yesterday? I'm just making sure that I've, I've back announced it properly. I'm, I am my, myself having a moment. <laughs> I've, I've been very, very busy. I made the fatal mistake. I've been so tired because I've been doing some stupid hours at work. I was working bank holiday Monday, worked all day Saturday. And it's all been a bit barking. So I was so tired last night. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early. So I would toddle off to bed about half past nine, settle down, read my book. I must have been asleep by you know, 10 o'clock, quarter past 10, which is a good hour earlier than I normally go to sleep. Well, you know what I'm going to say now. So five o'clock, ping, I was awake. I think, well, I think your body just gets used to so many hours, doesn't it? So you might go to bed early. It doesn't mean you're going to get any more sleep. So um, I'm sort of running on adrenaline and coffee at the moment. <laughs> so if I am talking complete broken biscuits, please, please do forgive. Right, a bit of Brahms. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do a Hungarian dance. And if, even if you're not Hungarian, you can dance to this anyway. I will let you.
So I hope you were dancing to that. <laughs> I wasn't because I'm just too tired. So, but I was having a little, you know, sort of moved about a bit at my chair. <laughs> Brahms Hungarian dance number five in G minor, don't you know? The Gavant House Orchestra under Kurt Musser doing the honours. Now, I do have a lovely affinity with English things. And you don't get more English than Vaughan Williams do. I just love his music. A friend of mine once said to me, are we so derivative, Denise? I said, well, yeah, he is derivative. When you hear a piece of Vaughan Williams, you know it's Vaughan Williams. No doubt about it. But there's nothing wrong with that. And I just, you know, you can't not hear his music and think, yeah, he's English. And Elgar's pretty much the same, isn't he? You just know English, that'll do. And that isn't, that isn't to berate anybody else, the Germans, the Scots, or anyone else, because, I mean, you can hear Scottish music and you know, you certainly know um, things that you hear that are you know, from other composers and you know their... Well, look, at, look at that Brahms Hungarian thing. Is he German? I think he is. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Vorjak's a good one, isn't he? So you, know, you know that he's a Russian. You know Tchaikovsky's a Russian as well. I'll stop waffling, shall I? Yeah, let's do that. So moving on then, a bit of Vaughan Williams, and he's very, very English. And so he even wrote this English folk song suite, isn't he? And this is the march. I did play 17 Come Sunday a couple of weeks ago, which is my very favourite uh, movement from the English folk song suite. But this is nearly as good.
the London Wind Orchestra there. Who knew there was such a thing? Dennis Wick was conducting, and I, I don't know about you, I definitely heard some percussion as well. So maybe we should get the trade descriptions act out there. Just joking, London Wind Orchestra, just joking. But what a great piece of music. Love a bit of Vaughan Williams, and it's definitely English, the, the third movement from that suite, the, the, the march. And it's called Folk Songs from Somerset, so just down the road from us. So I'm saying that just on the road from us. Of course, you could be listening anywhere, couldn't you? Because uh, just because we're in Sidmouth doesn't mean you are. I know sometimes my aunt in the northeast, sorry, northwest, sorry, Auntie Eileen, she sort of tunes in. She says, <laughs> I saw her a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, she said to me, she says, I sometimes tune in on a Thursday. Yeah, she's still there, <laughs> making sure you're all right. I'm still here, Auntie I. And I've got a friend or a, a listener over in Norfolk and one or two other places as well. So it's really great to have you wherever you're listening in the world and whatever time you're listening, because you may not be listening to this on uh, Thursday evening when it goes out uh, live 8 till 10 as we are at the moment you might be listening to the Sunday evening repeat or you might have got me in your pocket and I know that sounds strange but uh, we do podcast our Bob our boss Bob does all the all the all the shows onto podcaster that you can uh, take us around with you wherever you wherever you want to go which is quite good when you think about it isn't it I mean I have to say I li- I hardly listen to live um I listen to live music throughout the day when I'm at work, but when I'm bimbling about, I do have loads of programs and things downloaded to podcasts. So when I'm driving, I can listen to whatever I want. And it's amazing, isn't it? Technology is such a fantastic thing. So, uh, so if you're listening to me on a podcast, you're very, very welcome. I hope we're not doing anything too strenuous. David, I know you're washing up. It's my friend David. He, uh, he, he's, he's always throwing ideas of music at me. And, uh, and I know that he, he's, he generally says, he says to me, Denise, I'll be listening to your show, but I'll be doing it on Sunday when I'm washing up after the lunch. <laughs> so I hope you had a lovely lunch, David. And, uh, and you've, you've missed a bit there on that plate. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I did mention that we were going to be off to the ballet. So let's go, shall we? I've got a posh frock on and my jewels, and I hope you have as well, because we're going off to see a lovely doll that comes to life and she's going to be dancing a mazurka just for you.
Great, isn't it? I wish I'd done ballet when I was younger. Stanislav Govenko, I think his name is, I can't pronounce it, was conducting the St. Petersburg Radio and TV Symphony Orchestra. That was Deleves, wasn't it? Capellia. And uh, yeah, I remember getting uh, dolls for, for Christmas. I'd, I was one of four daughters and a son. My my brother was the youngest of the five of us. And uh, I remember getting being really aggrieved when I was given a Barbie doll one one Christmas when he got the Meccano set and I really 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 wanted the Meccano set. <laughs> I like building things and constructing things, which I think is why I do a lot of baking because you you're sort of making something, aren't you? It's quite nice. You start off with a load of stuff in the cupboard, and next thing you know, ta-da, have a slice of that. So I do. I can't, I'm, I'm talking about baking, and of course, it's because I've got Christmas in my mind, having played Joy to the World earlier. Because uh, I do start looking at uh, looking askance at my cupboards and thinking, what am I going to need now to get all my lovely Christmas baking underway? <laughs> get your orders in now, people. 
Okay, what have we got now? Ah, now I should really have played this before that one, the one just now, because this is um, this is a bit of Gustav Holst. This is St. Paul's Suite, the jig from that. Now, of course, he and um, Vaughan Williams were the best of friends, weren't they? They were really big buddies. It's a shame that uh, Holst died so many more years before Vaughan Williams, really, but they were absolutely you know, just the best mates, just best mates. They, they were sent out by the Royal College, weren't they, to go and investigate English music because the Royal College were terrified. What was that? You, you, you bark and you Beethoven and, and all the Germans, the Mozart and the Brahms and all those folks, that the English music would be lost because uh, we were all enthralled to the, the wonderful German and, dare I say, Russian music that was coming out. So that's how we got the English folk song suite and, and stuff like that because um, off they went the lovely Gustav Holst and his mate Vaughan Williams and saved it all for us and aren't we grateful but of course uh, Gustav Holst was the music master at St Paul's School in London I mean, can you imagine saying that who's your school who's your music teacher oh that'd be Gustav Holst really <laughs> oh we have Mrs Thompson she was great she was she was really very good actually she 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 conducted the choir which I was a member at the time and uh, she was very very good but she wasn't she wasn't Gustav Holst though. <laughs> Not that I'm jealous or anything. Shall I just play that jig? Oh go on then.
the St. Paul Suite there with uh, the St. Paul's Chamber Orchestra under Christopher Hogwood. Wow. Are we nearly halfway? No, we're not not quite halfway through the show, are we? Ages to go yet. (laughs) It's been a very long day, folks. I'm not wishing the show over. This has got to be the best two hours of my week so far because I have been, as I say, rushed off my feet. So, um... Quite nice. And Gavin's gone and all the other people have gone in the sense it's just me here alone. I know the boss is going to turn up in a minute, so I best behave. But it's actually quite nice because the phone isn't going. And uh, I had a, I had a four hour meeting this morning, which was only supposed to be two hours. <laughs> so, you know, when you feel sort of quite drained when you've had people around all day and then all of a sudden it's quiet. It's really quite nice. Just me, you and the music. Lovely. So a bit of Stravinsky. We don't play a lot of him, do we? Let's play a bit now. It's only a two-minute piece, not very long. It's his, the overture to Punchinella. just divine isn't it that's such a cute little piece of music robert Kraft was conducting the philharmonia orchestra now this is a piece of music that you might you might have heard before the european union used to use it but a lot of people use it for a wedding march so i'm going to choose to say it's a piece of because i don't want to be politically divisive here i'm going to say um people have used this for their weddings as i know because i've been to a wedding where the bride came into this so um so we're going to say thanks to your opinion for making it a famous piece of music, so famous that somebody wanted to walk up the aisle to it. And I'm sure she wasn't the only person. Winter Mars Alice now on the trumpet is going to be backed up beautifully by the English Chamber Orchestra under Anthony Newman for Charpentier's Prelude from a Tadeum.
Oh, it's a proper fanfare, that, don't you think? Mark Charpentier. I don't hear it. That's the only piece of his I have on my playlist. I feel a bit guilty, really. Maybe I should do something else. Oh, my, my colleague who does the jazz show has just pinged me. Did you know that St. Anthony is the patron saint of lost things? Yes, I did. Um, so yes, thank you, Anthony, for telling me that. <laughs> so yeah, Anthony, do you want to tell me why you wanted to tell me that thing? Cause I've just shared it with the listener. <laughs> They're thinking, what is going on? So Anthony does our jazz show on a Wednesday evening and a fantastic job he does of that too. And we've got loads of stuff on the, uh, on the website. Go and have a look because we've got, um, but, but, but of something for everyone. So, uh, if you're not into jazz and you're not into classical, well, you must be into classical because you're listening to me. But we have all sorts of stuff. We've got, uh, April does her high energy dance show on a Friday night, doesn't she? She's like Tigger on speed, April. I think she's amazing. I wish I had a fraction of her energy. She's just such a joyous person. You just can't be around her and not laugh. Mind you, you can't be around Anthony and not laugh because he's, he's always got a joke and, uh, oh, he's just told me he's, uh, he's ping with that because I've just played um, a piece by Anthony. Yeah, okay, thank you, Anthony. That's very good of you. So yeah, listen to Anthony's lovely jazz show on a Wednesday. <laughs> and Gavin's every show apart from a Wednesday, he's got loads of shows. He does six. So uh, I, w- I won't reel them all off. Go and have a look at the website. Find something you like, download it and listen to it whenever you like. So I've got a bit more trumpet for you now. And I'm just trying to work out what it is I put in here. <laughs> Sorry about this. I'm having. A, I'm just having a little bit of a moment. I think I can't remember. Oh yes, it's a bit of Hummel. That's right. I put this. I put the show together on Sunday. Normally, I try. Like I like to try and do it uh, shortly before I, you know, on the day be- that I'm coming up to do the show because it stays in my head. But I did it on Sunday this week for some strange reason and uh, got it all ready to go. And uh, so I've forgotten what I put in there. But yes, a bit of Hummel again. Don't play a lot of this guy.
last grace, isn't it? The trumpet concerto in E major, the New York Chamber Symphony Orchestra. It doesn't say who the uh, the trumpeter is, which is the soloist is a bit of a shame, but Gerard Schwartz was conducting. Uh, what have we got now? We've got a concerto for clarinet and orchestra. Now, this is one, um, it's Vivaldi, and uh, I've not heard this before, and I came across it, and it's one of those pieces, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure I haven't heard this before, but it sounds familiar, but then again, it's Vivaldi, so we know what Vivaldi sounds like. So, um, anyway, have a listen to this, and tell me what you think. Martin Frost and the concerto Cologne, Cologne, of course, are going to play the Vivaldi Concerto number one in B flat major. Thank you. 
don't know what you think about that, but I think it's super duper. That's the, the lovely Martin Frost was actually conducting the concerto Colne from the clarinet and doing a fantastic job. I think I will play that one again, not right away. That one's definitely staying on the list, unless you tell me otherwise. And you can by emailing me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or pinging me a text 07565825041. And if you're listening to this live on Thursday evening, the 31st of August, then I will get the message. Um, yeah, last day of the summer. And I haven't even got a tan yet. <laughs> I never got a tan. Oh, dearie me. I just want to be warm without having to put on 15 layers. I have to confess, dear listener, I had to put the heating on for half an hour last night just to take the chill off. I was so cold. I mean, I'm walking around at the Pillsbury Doughboy, I've got that many layers on. And my vest has not, I think, I think I've taken my vest off two days of this year. It's been so miserable. I really hope that next summer turns up. And we might even yet have a lovely uh, September, might have a bit of a, an Indian summer there. And I do remember um, last year and the year before, we, we um, the Chamber of Commerce does uh, put together a car show. And I don't know if you've seen that, but if you go and look online, you'll see that we do a car show every year. And that's on at the cricket ground. And it's a fantastic venue because if you get the weather. Uh, we've got all these fantastic cars and it's a beautiful, beautiful day. I mean, I, I remember standing there a couple of years ago and it was just a glorious afternoon. And I was thinking, my goodness, there are so few places on the planet that I would have rather have been. In fact, I couldn't think of one because the weather was glorious. The atmosphere was fabulous. We had our outside broadcast unit there, Bob and Gavin and people down there doing their thing. And it was just a marvellous, marvellous day. So um, we might, yeah, and it's always in September and towards the end of September as well. So we might actually get a lovely, glorious September yet. So let's not write the summer off just yet, even though tomorrow's autumn. Sorry. Should I have said that? Too late, I've just said it. Let's have another dance. I've been doing a lot of dancing. Should I have me? Here's something from Pier Gint, and it's a very, very gentle dance. It's for Anitra. Thank you. 
Of Sir Thomas Beecham was conducting the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. That's just a cute little piece of music, isn't it? From the Pagan Suite there by Grieg. Something a bit more moody now. And you're thinking, but Denise, happy classics. Well, why is it moody? Well, because I think, you know, music should just, it's not, I mean, it's just about happiness, isn't it? But um, I always think it's, it's an emotional thing, isn't it? Because uh, how do you know you're happy if you've never been Sad. Not that this is a sad piece of music, but it is sort of quite moving in its own way. It's the chorus of the Hebrew slaves. So you can sing along with this one, but it is, you can hear the, well, you can hear the melancholy in their voice, but um, they get there in the end, don't they?
are the Budapest State Opera Choir there with their orchestra? It doesn't say who the conductor is, but the chorus of Hebrew Slaves Verdi, of course. Just lovely music. I've, I've never sung that one either, and it's got to be one. I must, I must press our, our musical director to put that on the repertoire. It's such a beautiful piece of music. Oh, did it, did it. And this, it's all lovely, isn't it? I say that every week. I just, I only ever play things I like. <laughs> very naughty of me, very self-indulgent. But here's a fantastic piece of music. Um, it's amazing what you can get out of a guitar, isn't it? And when I get, uh, when I hear some of these things, I just think, my goodness, the practice that you must have to put in for that. I was talking to a friend of mine, Joy, today. She does a lot of music and she's got this, she's got this sort of lump on one of her fingers from all the music she's played. It's a bit like a, it's not a cyst, it was something else. You did say what it was. I didn't understand what it was. I don't, um, the only music I play, I do a bit of singing. I used to play the piano back in the day. Um, but I haven't done any for a long time, but, uh, she's, she's got, um, her fingers are a bit sore. Anyway, here's somebody else whose fingers are going to be a bit sore. The guy who's playing this.
isn't it? Imagine if I to play a guitar like that. Alfonso Moreno. Moreno. Should it be Moreno? No, but it's Moreno. Alfonso Moreno was the exponent there on, on the guitar. On the State of Mexico Symphony Orchestra. I can't, I don't believe Mexico's got a symphony orchestra, but there you go, they do. And uh, who was the conductor? That was Enrique Batith. And that was uh, Rodrigo's Fantasia para un gentil hombre. And the third movement of that called Canario. So the second of our Holy Trinity now, and it's Mozart, and we all we all love we all know this song, we all love it, and a Kleiner Nacht music, <laughs> a little bit of night music, and and it is a bit, it's very dark now, isn't it? Here we are, half past nine and dark, so um, this is quite appropriate, don't you think?
That's just gorgeous. I should have. I wonder should I have played that last on the show because it was just 
Oh, just puts the hairs on the back of your neck up, doesn't it? The Academy of St. Martin in the Fields under the wonderful Sir Neville Mariner there playing that beautiful piece of Mozart. Here's another beautiful piece of music. Well, it generally is, isn't it, this time of the night, the sort of last half an hour of the show. It's all very, it's all very lovely, isn't it? So, Faure, we often get him at this end of the show, don't we? Here's his Sicilienne from the Peleas and Melisande Suite.
March, that's divine, isn't it? The Boston Symphony Orchestra there under Seiji Ozawa. Can't beat a bit of fire this time of the evening, can you? And here's someone we don't normally see this time in the show, and it's Beethoven. Um, I quite often open his open the show with some of his big stuff, like the fifth. Um, but this is um, his pathetic sonata, the piano. So piano sonata number eight is the official name in C minor, and this is uh, I think it's the second movement, isn't it? Yes, it is. And Dal Barnboim is going to be showing us how to do it.
Oh, makes you wish you'd kept up the lessons, doesn't it? Daniel Barenboim, he's amazing, isn't he, that man? He's a fantastic conductor. He plays the piano. He just does everything. <laughs> piano sonata number eight in C minor, Beethoven's Pathetique, of course. Dostakovich, why not? Bit of gadfly. And this is a romance from that. And we've got the Academy of St. Martin and Fields again, under Sir Neville Mariner again. Well, you can't, you can't keep a good man down, can you?
Oh, just beautiful there. The, uh, the story of a radical, no, no, it wasn't radical. He was a trainee priest turned radical revolutionary, the Gadfly. And the name Gadfly came from the pseudonym under which our hero, Arthur Burton, uh, wrote all his revolutionary things after he decided that being a Catholic priest wasn't for him. It's not for everyone. I did, and that is, there was a film made of that as well, because it was a book, wasn't it? But they did make a film of that as well. So, and that's what Shostakovich wrote the music for, of course. Also from the movies, I did promise you more from the movies, and so here we are. And this is a film I have never seen. <laughs> it's awful, because this is such a beautiful piece of music. It's, um, it's Earth from Gladiator, Hans Zimmer's music, and, uh, I did try to watch that film once, but I'm not very, I haven't got much of an attention span, you can probably tell. Um, by the sort of personnel when I'm sort of rattling away here in between the bits of music. And um, I watched about the first 10 minutes of it and it just didn't get me. <laughs> Something's got to get me in the first five or 10 minutes. Otherwise, it's like, OK, I just can't watch it. But part of me thinks I wish I'd watched it now because this music is so beautiful. But the thought of actually sitting down to watch it now doesn't appeal because I'm not very good with films. <laughs> As I say, it's got to get me. But this one, a bit of Hans Zimmer, absolutely brilliant Um exponent of film music is he not and this is one of his best
such a haunting piece of music there. Hans Zimmer, the composer, was conducting the soundtrack orchestra from The Gladiator. Now, I'm not a blonde. In fact, my hair is very dark, although it is going a little bit greyer. <laughs> and I've had to, uh, I've had to ask my hairdresser, Shirley, to sort of put some highlights in it these days in order to, um, lighten my hair. Cause at some point, at some point, your hair's got to match your face, doesn't it? So no good hat going around with dark brown hair if you're my age because you just look a bit daft. So, and I've had some very nice compliments from people. I've seen my, my new hair and it's all very lovely. So thank you for those. And some people have even said I look younger, which I think I'm really, because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lightening it on purpose so I can let the gray come through. I'm going to embrace my inner gray. So, um, why am I talking about hair? Because here's a piece of music, um, which is delightful. It's just so lovely. The girl with the flaxen hair, Debussy. And, um, she sounds like she was really lovely. I'm sure she was. That's credited to the London Symphony Orchestra, but it was just a solo pianist, but it doesn't say who it was. So I'll let you make up your own mind on who you think should get the credit for that. It certainly wasn't me. I didn't get past my grade five. So now down to our last piece of music. And you're not going to hear it all because I've been doing the usual too much chat. But it is The Watermill from Ronald Binge and uh, the composer is conducting the Ronald Binge Orchestra. <laughs> so nice having everything named after you, Ronald. So do enjoy this one as our show plays out tonight. I hope you've enjoyed 
the evening. I certainly have. And if you want to rewind to eight o'clock, you can tell that I have completely decompressed from the gibbering idiot that started the show at eight o'clock. <laughs> Good job. The boss one here then. He's here now. So I'm behaving and he's just given me the look. Anyway, um, I'm not here next week. I've recorded you a lovely show uh, while I'm away and I shall be back with you a fortnight tonight. In the meantime, I hope you have a lovely week and I shall see you soon. Thank you and good night. <laughs>